What's up, everybody? Oh, I'm looking jacked. Mm. Uh, if today was opposite day, yes. Listen, welcome back to another episode of the Corona Chronicles. Hopefully, this is will all be over soon. But in the meantime, don't forget to holler at your boys. Follow Jiu-Jitsu Radio on Instagram. Don't forget to hit the little notification bell. Hit the subscribe button if you're listening to us on iTunes. Go ahead, hit the subscribe button. YouTube, there's a little sign down there. You can hit up that too. Or Spotify, or Google Play, or Stitcher, or SoundCloud. We're freaking everywhere. So there's no excuse. And we thank for everybody that uh, thank you everybody for the support that you've been showing us the this whole time, even uh, the past couple of weeks with the new soap bar that came out that sold out in a weekend. You're welcome. Listen, we need your help and we need you to support our sponsors because our sponsors support us. So it's kind of like the circle of life. Like, Sean, where's your little tiger you can hold up? Yeah, I'm going to bust out singing, so I don't think you want me to do that. Yeah, please start singing. Just think throughout the whole like intro. Of life. So don't forget to follow Choke Aloha. Are you going to keep going or you don't know the words? I don't know anymore. <laughs> Check out ChokeAloha.com. Use the promo code Jujitsu Radio at checkout to get 20% off your entire order. Whether it's brand new stuff or stuff on sale, you'll get the discount. You didn't even pick up that awesome rash card you saw us sporting last week. It's there. There's not that many left. So hurry up and get yours. Jiu-Jitsu Radio, promo code at checkout. Save 20%. Then check out Jiu-Jitsu Soap Code. Get yourself a bar. Someone stole the bar that I had here on the table, so I don't know where it's Bullshit, what? Yeah, someone stole the bar I had on here. Anyway, you can go pick up your own. Stop stealing other people's soap. Go to jujitsusoapcode.com, use the promo code JJ Radio, and you can get yourself some limited edition bars, just like the one we had. It might not be as cool as ours, and but it's still cool. It'll clean all your muscles. Yeah, see, like that. It'll get right in all those creases. It'll get, get in all the creases. Get yourself some antifungal uh, spray for the geese, for your bags. Pick up a bath bomb if you got a bathtub big enough for you, and you can get it all at discount when you use the promo code JJ Radio. At checkout, you'll get 10% off. You're welcome. Big shout out to Jiu-Jitsu Help Co. And also, don't forget to check out our homies over at Giraffe Choke where you can pick yourself up a hat as cool as this. I just love the fact that it's even got like a little like alert, like sweat spray. That's detail, son. That is detail. You can get yours at giraffechoke.com. Use the promo code JJRadio at checkout and you'll save 25% off of orders of 99 or more and get free shipping. So don't wait. Don't hesitate. Get yours today. Why are you laughing? This is detail on there's these detail. stick figures. <laughs> detail. There's details on stick figures. But there's no face. <laughs> Actually, there is a face. You see the eyes? Look at that. See, it's got eyes. It's got a nose. Holler at your boy. Listen, we got a special guest today. This is someone that's got a real insight and has been a part of the jujitsu scene from oh in the united states almost from day one um we have a mutual friend who uh who made me privy to his whole story and it was really really interesting um sean and i really had a blast on having him on the podcast so i think you're really going to look forward to it straight from tom's river new jersey from Maidama bjj jim mccormick you can't <laughs> 
the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine, right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! We're live. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce to you the co-owner of Madama Jiu-Jitsu, black belt under Josh Madama, Jim McCormick. Jim, how are you doing, brother? Good. How are you, Alex? I'm doing good. Uh, how are you holding up up there? I heard you had a busy weekend, huh? Yeah, I put fences up. or cleaning out behind my garage. I am more sore now doing this kind of stuff than doing jiu-jitsu. I, uh, I have old man jiu-jitsu where it's a lot of laying down. <laughs> I'll let you work a little bit until about the two minutes are left and then maybe I'll start working. So I mean, you're, you're a pretty good active guy and like your, your wife coaches as well, right? Yeah. My, my wife's uh, my, my wife can kick my ass stand up. She's been doing it. She's been training uh, kickboxing for 10, 12 years. I don't even know. So you guys, um, I do very little. I take three, three kickboxing classes a year. <laughs> that's your, that's your quota. That, that, that's it. Yeah. And sometimes she needs somebody to hold pads for. I can hold pads. That you but, can do, but you guys are definitely not a uh, a stagnant household. You got to stay yeah. moving. Yeah, she's also a purple belt. Oh wow! Yeah, my so, yeah. Uh, my daughter's a purple belt. My my fifteen year old son is a green belt, but he he you know what he can his thing is kickboxing too. When he was nine years old, um, he kicked Al I Quinta in the head. So <laughs> Al, <laughs> Al came by the Al came by the academy. So for people who don't know, is that my instructors? We were just talking about yeah. before we before we started uh my instructor is a, a matt sarah black belt um and he he knows a lot of the guys from 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 matt's place and al's one of them we would have guys from matt's place um uh chris uh jeez weidman chris weidman chris right. weidman, I, I learned that the base of my whole head and arm strangle game is chris weidman's game oh that's so, a good chris what's funny what so anyway Al Iaquinta came down and, and taught a kickboxing seminar and my son was nine. And I said, watch this, Al. I said, you know, defend yourself. Go ahead, Caldwell. His name's Caldwell. Boom. Al blocked it. But at nine years old, he could kick a grown ass man in the head. So that's uh, a pretty big kid. He's now he's like six foot tall. He's, he's, he's a monster. I'm five. Okay, eight. Jim, I'm going to tell you, I'll, I'll fight any nine year old. I don't care. <laughs> Listen, me, me too. I'm here. <laughs> I say I, I've always I've always said jujitsu is really I've, I've taught the kids classes for a decade. Um, I've always said jujitsu is really good against kids, really good. Oh, it's awesome! <laughs> so for for people that don't know, we actually have a mutual friend, uh, Jay from uh, Jujitsu Soko, and he yeah. he gave me a heads up on you, and he told me that you had quite an interesting story. And the little bit that I, that I learned, obviously, doing my research, and the more you and I started talking. Um, I would say it's definitely a story that I think some people should hear. So I just wanted to kind of get your background, just kind of how you sure. got started in jujitsu and really your, your evolution. All right. Well, let, let me start with uh, how I got back into it. I'll backdoor from there. Right, right. Um, I, I, to start with, I started taking jujitsu in the early 90s. Um, back when, as far as I know, there were only two blue belts on the East Coast. Steve Maxwell and a guy that nobody knows anymore. Um, and, and now his, his, his uh, Dave Lentz has almost jumped out of my head. Hmm. Dave Lentz. Dave's a, a black belt. Um, he's been a black belt for years, but that, that was it. And they were gods on the East Coast. And I didn't know Dave Lentz existed. And he lived 45 minutes from my house. Um, 
my brother-in-law, I guess I am starting from the beginning. My brother, <laughs> my brother-in-law was a, uh, he was, he was my wife's sister's boyfriend at the time. He, he wound up getting married to her and became my brother-in-law. He was a, a, a karate instructor and always wanted to take karate, wanted me to take karate with him. And I used to say, you know, I think, I think karate is bullshit. If, uh, if reverse punches were real, Larry Holmes would be using them. That's the exact quote that I had. Right. But, but one day I'm flipping through one of those black belt magazines and I see this little post stamp size um, ad in the back of like the last page of, of black belt magazine that says, uh, learn real fight. Most real fights go to the ground. Um, doesn't matter what kind of stand up you do, back yourself up with the, with, with the best ground fighting on the planet. Um, undefeated in the mean streets of Brazil, whatever Horians. Right, right. And it was a little put, and, and I, and I said, that's what I want to learn. I, I, I had a, I don't want to call them a lot of fights when I was a kid. I had a lot of what I called sport fights. Uh, where <laughs> slap boxing. Slap boxing, you, you know, you, you, you go to drive to the hoop and then somebody clotheslines you and you turn around and you put your fists up and right, you right. go a little bit, then one guy pops a guy, you grab each other, you fall to the ground, and then your buddies knock you off each other and you play some more basketball. That was kind of my fights. And that was my plan too. I was one of the smallest guys. My plan was to get one shot in, let them take it to the ground, let my buddies knock them off me. That was my <laughs> not a bad strategy. A strategy. <laughs> You're one of those guys that hey, hey, hold me back, hold me back. Like, let's go, let's no, go. No, no, no. I would go. I would, I would go. Uh, I, I learned early as a, as a as a kid. I got I got punched once, like sucker punch, and I didn't die. So I figured, oh, you can you can eat these things and maybe not die. So I didn't mind. It's not that I didn't mind getting punched. I knew that you got a chin. I got yeah. You had a chin so, on uh, you. I got you. So I used to try to just get one shot in. Right, right. Um, and and then all hell would break loose and be on the ground. So right. I told them, in my experience, this is what happens: real fights, guys grab each other. Even in boxing, if you think about it, yeah. Um, the only the only reason that they they, they don't go to the ground is because the referee separates them. Right, right, right. So you, 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 all fights digress to the grappling ring. You digress to that yeah, right. phase, and then eventually, even if you don't know takedown, somebody's falling down. Right, right. So, so you see it. this ad, and you so I see this ad, right, and. Uh, this is before the internet. Yeah. So, so we write, you know, we, we, we write to the, the, to the address, which is, which is uh, Torrance, which is right. Florian's. We get on their mailing list. Um, and I think we buy the, the first inaction tapes. I think that's what it was. And if, mm. I, I think anybody who's been doing jujitsu for two years knows the inaction. Tapes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the Gracie jujitsu in action. So uh, we get that, and we're also on the mailing list, and then we find out that one of the Gracies, and this is before the first UFC. Right, right. That one of the Gracies is coming to Steve Maxwell's place in Philadelphia, which is an hour from my house. Um, and uh, did we want to take lessons from him, private lessons? So he and I took semi-private lessons from Hoist. Um, he'd be up for a week, and we'd take, I don't even know. It, it, it's so blurry now, three or four classes, right. uh, privates with him. And if there was a, a, a class afterwards, we would join that class. Right. By, by class, I mean six more people show up. Right, right, right. right. Uh, yeah, so nobody, what was... Nobody no, was doing jiu-jitsu nobody back knew. then. It was like... No, it was, nobody knew. It was like... It was like I, I can remember before the UFC, the only thing I thought that there were were like taekwondo, karate, Kung wrestling, Fu. and Kung boxing. Fu. Maybe, yeah. Kung Fu, because of Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like there was no like grappling art. Maybe judo. You heard, you know, you knew judo, but you just thought it was throwing people around. Yeah, well, you saw it in the Olympics. That was about it. Right. But it was always one of those things. Like I was never one to believe. Like when you saw the one guy like get into like a karate stance in a fight, I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna play out the way that you think it's gonna play (laughs) out, bud. Like I mean, it looks cool and all, but 
So that that was, that was my point with, with right. karate. It's like if, if these punches work, Larry Holmes is getting paid millions, and Larry Holmes was the heavyweight champ at the time. Yeah, yeah. So that, I could kind of tell you what the timeline is. Yeah, right. Um, he'd be using them. He's not. For sure. <laughs> He's getting paid millions of dollars. So you take those those private classes, basically, and then so then where do you go from there? Well, what we would – Wait, wait, wait. What's from the beginning? Huh. Um, uh, yeah, but we didn't do any, like, live training yet. It was all hmm. – just class, like I guess you did live training with Hoist, but you didn't know it. Like right. Hoist would grapple with you, but he'd fuck with you. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't know, you don't know anything. Imagine being a day one white belt, weighed 150 yeah. pounds, and Hoist Gracie just does what he wants. Yeah, maybe he's live training, but you're getting you're getting humiliated. It's like that magic where it's like, how did I get into this position? Why does yeah, this person no, it, have his legs around my head? Yeah, I, I guess we all have that in the first days. Yeah, it's like what the, what what the hell's going on here? So. um but yeah, we were hooked. We were 100% hooked. I think part of it that hooked it is, is my brother-in-law's name's Nelson, also a black belt now. I got, a, got his black belt before me. Um, he was very cerebral. Like he, he's, he, he was a thinking guy. Mm. So this really spoke with him, spoke to him. So we, we, we got along. We would go, we would take whatever we learned, the three or four moves that Hoy showed us, and we would drill them out in his living room or my living room or my front yard with no mats, just dirt on, on the ground. Right. Uh, we would just drill the hell out of them until we'd go back again right, right, right. Uh, so so we would probably have you know i don't know 16 moves right you know, from from going up with them or so yeah uh, so it's like it's legitimate every six months right so it's like legitimate mail order like jujitsu like self-taught jujitsu well yeah well, well you get it taught from from hoist and then you bring it home and just and just do it and, yeah. and eventually the um the fundamentals Horian and hoist put out a fundamentals vhs tapes mm-hmm. six tapes yeah. um and, and at this level right now, they're kind of laughable. But we get those and just drill the hell out of them. Just, right, right, right. So every six months or so, whenever Hoist would come up, we do it again. Uh, and then drill it out and drill it Were out. Were you still in like in your ready for a fight whenever phase? Like you're kind of hoping like, I hope somebody messes with me today. I want to try this out. It, it, it's, it's actually kind of better than that. And I don't, now I, don't know, I don't know if this is when we were doing that stuff or when I was going to classes. But we would have people come by my house and have a couple of beers. And... People want to take a shot at the title. We got my front lawn, and who wants to go just, for king of the mountain? And, and just go and just go after. We we uh, one one day we broke the couch in my house. Like we're grappling in my living room. We moved the furniture, but it, it toppled onto, onto the couch, snapped the couch in half. Um, and my wife never got mad. That's kind of cool, though. I mean, <laughs> never got that's, mad. That's a ride or die. I appreciate so, that. So go, go back to hoist up. So and we did this for I don't know if it's. It, it was at least two years. It may have been more. It's it all blurs, especially as right. you know, it's forty years ago. Right, right, right. Um, so, um, so I so, remember after the first UFC. So right. we 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 knew Hoist before the first UFC. Now there's the first UFC, and I don't know how old you guys are, but you you you, you sound like you have an understanding that before jujitsu, um, you didn't know what worked and what didn't work. Of course. Uh, if, if you were a little in the game, if you wrestled. You kind of knew. If you did yeah. jujitsu, you kind of knew. If you boxed, you kind of knew. But you never knew if this pressure point stuff, this two with a kind yeah. of crap, did it work? Did it work? The dim mock, you could yeah, tell yeah. that you. You had no, you didn't really know. And then Hoist does this, and there's a guy I know, and just you know, go watch UFC one, see what he does. But nobody knew anything. You put somebody in an arm bar. Arm bars were magic. I tell my students, arm bars were magic. You guys grew up with it. Yeah. But when you when you saw your first arm bar, that was a holy shit moment. Um, it was like one of those things like that doesn't work. That's got to be a fix. 
that, try that. Yeah. Try that on me. No, like, it, tell me it, if that works. It was the opposite for me. We were like jumping up in the air, like. <laughs> <laughs> so did you have the whole conversation where like maybe you're at the bar and people are like, oh, that's bullshit. Like, no, I know that guy. Like, no, you don't. You don't know that guy. Um, yeah. My personality isn't is it the type where I, where I need to try to convince you. I think I what I know I already know. I, I don't need to. Right, right, right. Um, I, I even relatively recently almost had an altercation. Didn't have an altercation, but my my daughter's test driving a car, uh, cuts somebody off, and at a stoplight, the guy runs at the car. I have the window down. We kind of sideways to him. I have the window down. Say, listen, she didn't see you. You know, right. Go back to your car. She didn't see it. It was a mistake. No, there was no accident or anything, but he's running at the car. Right, right. And, I'm, and I'm thinking, all right, when this door opens, we're going to see if all this shit I've been doing for decades works. <laughs> I but, see you didn't even think like, man, my daughter can beat you up, bro. Just go. Just go. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm going back to Hoist. The yeah. first lesson I got from Hoist is he said, nobody's punch proof. Yeah. I just don't want to get punched. I yeah. don't want to get punched. Nobody's punch proof. I still think about that. Like all the time, and when I when I teach classes, sometimes I said nobody's punch proof. Anybody can can sneak one in on you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Here's here's my question: Is Nelson still doing karate? Or did he... I, no, no, he, that, that, <laughs> years ago that was gone. Yeah, yeah years at ago. Point, at what, I wonder at what point did he go? Oh man, I just. I, I um, think that's the second or third lesson. Right? Well, I mean, it's like if you get the karate belt, it's like, man, there goes three but, years know, of mine. I, I hate saying that because I don't believe anything that you do like that physically that, that can provide discipline and confidence. I don't think it's a waste of time. It may be. You might a, get something out of it, but, but it might not be getting what you think you're getting. And, and, you know, and, 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 you know, especially if you're a kid. But, you know, at the same time, you know, it's very, very rarely does karate ever, ever work in a fight. Please take a horse stance against me. I mean, I'm begging. Listen, there are some videos where you see where it does work. So, I mean, you know, they, they got that kick in. They might have gotten, like, the punch in. But, I mean, look, there's a really famous, like, old, like, video where it was some pimp was, like, beating up, like, his girl. And it was, like, right in front of a karate studio. So the guy comes running out and he just sits there, horse dance, and just single punch, like just beats the crap out of the pimp. You've never seen this, Sean? I've seen it. The one right It's like screen. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's old. I mean, so like you got to give credit where credit's due. Once in a while it works. No, that's what I'm saying. But it, like, you know, back after, you can always get a punch in. Yeah. yeah. Always punch first. Chris Howder put it the best. Like if you have, if, have you watched that uh, documentary on YouTube role? Yeah. 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 Where he says, everybody else is walking around with sticks and stones and you're walking around with a howitzer. That's the difference between jujitsu and everything else. It seems. So much factor. Yeah. <laughs> so Jim, so, all right, UFC one goes on. What happens next for, for you and jujitsu? So, so what ends up happening is, uh, after UFC one, now I'm probably a 30. I'm not a young man at this point. I'm like 35. I'm, I'll be 56 in a month. Uh, so I'm not a young pretty guy. good for 56. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, it's, it's not me. It's jujitsu. Trust me. Um, you tap enough. You learn how to kind of protect <laughs> yeah. your neck a little bit. Keep, um, keep the face looking good. <laughs> so uh, I'm like a 35 year old man. And hoist after UFC one. Now UFC is still underground. Yeah. It, you, 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 you have, you have uh, senators saying that this stuff is, is awful. It's the worst stuff on the planet. Even cockfighting. Yeah, worse than animal porn. Right. You know, it, it's that kind of stuff. 
but I, I, I go to Hoist. The first time I see him, I look at him like he's my dad. You know, like I'm five years old, my dad. And I, and I literally said, as 35 years old, are you the best fighter in the world? And he looks at me, he goes, I'm not even the best in my family. So, uh, Which is technically true. It was technically true. All right. So then, uh, so then you go and you continue your journey. Yeah, continue. So what winds up happening? Again, we're on this mailing list where Horian's always sending us stuff. We get right. good stuff. We get little care packages from it. I wish I still had the old original Gracie That'd be great. stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu stickers. Um, but as luck would have it, Craig Q. Cook, the, the first American black belt, moves from California to Red Bank or the Red Bank area in New Jersey, which is literally 45 minutes north of my house. Man, what did he do to screw up? <laughs> well, to, to, you know, he, did, he did a lot to screw up. And I, I will give you a, I'll, I'll tell that story as much as I'm comfortable with telling. Uh, even better. <laughs> um, it's, not, it's not a lot because I, I never was an inside. So he, mo he moves up there. Right. We hear about it. Me and Nelson hear about it. We take, start taking classes immediately. I, I work with Craig long enough to get a blue belt. So that's a year and change, whatever it is. Uh, and, and eventually, I was working an hour and a half in the opposite direction, coming home. I had a daughter. My wife said she was one, but the time on doesn't work. She might have been three because um, she was born in 91. Right. Uh, the first UFC was 93. Yeah. Yep. So I was probably going to Philadelphia when she was one. Um, but whatever. It's somewhere in the early. That's why I always say the early. Right, right, right. So Craig goes up there. But I'm traveling from Princeton coming home, kissing the baby, eating dinner, going up and two or three times a week to train 45 minutes from the house. And on top of that, there's a bar across the street. So you take your hour and a half class and then you're another hour and a half in the bar and you're not, and you're not, not home until 11, 12 o'clock at night. And then, you're, then, then it starts all, all over again. And it just became, I actually thought it was unfair. It became too much to, to, to put on me with a growing family and a, and, and a growing career. Um, so, and maybe I was a little bit, I'm trying to think now, in, in, I was probably a little bit younger than 35, but I was. Yeah, you're 10, you're 10 years older than me. Um, gotcha. So, that in 90, I was eight, 90, I graduated high school yeah, so, so, at 18. So, maybe 30. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so, closer to 30. The first UFC, you were 30. Yeah, so, so closer to 30. So, um, so I, I wound up quitting. I wound up taking, quitting taking formal classes. You've got to remember that, that my brother-in-law, at that point he was my brother-in-law, is still taking classes. So mm. we would come and drill all the time. He, I would still, we would still drill. We'd still catch up and show me what's going on. So I wasn't totally out of the picture. And I started taking some judo and getting my ass kicked in judo. Um, and the reason I got my – I started at the, y, the, the YMCA under, under Mr. Cook, the local YMCA, and they would start with Nawaza with ground grappling. Mm. And I was a blue belt, and I was doing really well, better than the oh, brown You came belts. in like just gawking the walk. Just came in, no, just, just grappling. I didn't know shit about judo. I just right. knew that it was like a parent art to, to jiu-jitsu or, or companion art to jiu-jitsu. So I took it, and I would have a good time on the ground, and they came stand-up time. Now, <laughs> I, my stand-up was pathetic. My, Craig Cook made fun of my double-leg takedowns and said, you know what, don't use this. <laughs> I'll give you something else. Um, it's not for you. <laughs> yes. So, uh, 
Um, so you, but but then but then it became the stand up time, and I just got tossed around. I mean, I I, I would go home hurt. I'd get tossed around. Right, right, right. I, I don't I don't remember how long I lasted. It was less than a year. Did right. they have mats? Yeah, we had mats. We'd pull out mats. Okay. Again, it was a, it was a local YMC. We, we pulled out mats. Because I've seen uh, people were, doing judo on like wood floors, and I'm like, what? They were really thin mats. Those like yeah. puzzle mats. Those puzzle yeah, piece mats. Puzzle, jeez. Yeah, I'm dating myself. We didn't have puzzle mats then. I know. There's people still <laughs> using those now. No, That's we didn't have them in the, in the 90s. Oh wow, yeah, that'd be bad. That was that was a, that was a later. So you had those you had those accordion mats that you put. Those were those, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what they were. Right, right. Um, so you, uh, so you drop out of judo. I drop out of judo. Uh, I'm still, I'm still doing a little bit with Nelson every now and then. But, he, but right. even we started getting. He winds up getting divorced from, from my, my wife's sister. So we're not as close. He, he. That big thing. He winds up going in the military too. That, that had right. things going too. Um, right. But uh, he gets his black belt from, from uh, a local guy. At, th- at this point, there's two relatively local jiu-jitsu guys. Ricardo Almeida's out west about an hour. Mm. Um, and then you have Henzo's already here in the city. Uh, he, he, let's go back to Craig. Yeah. <laughs> let's, 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 let's go to the timeline. So Craig, I think that I'm the only person on the planet left that will talk about Craig. Craig doesn't even talk about Craig anymore. Yeah. He's out of jiu-jitsu. I, I caught up yeah. with his son on Reddit, uh, private messaging him, um, because his son now takes jiu-jitsu. I think it was a blue belt when I, when I caught up to him. And I asked him, are you Craig Kukuk related to, I, I, don't, I don't think uh, the son's name is Craig. Are you Kukuk related to Craig Kukuk? Right. How many Kukuks are going to do jujitsu? Yeah. And, he's, and he said, yeah, that's my dad. And I, I kind of told him my story. I said, you know, your dad's an important person in my life. Please, um, please um, pass along my, uh, you know, that he was important to me. Right. And uh, I'm sorry, my boss is calling. Oh, no worries. <laughs> I mean, we can pause it if you, if you want to pick can it up. Can we pause it? Yeah, yeah. Good. All right. I said yes, I need more money. <laughs> All right. Okay, back from the pause. So, so you were saying, should you run into Craig's son oh, Craig. on Reddit? On, on Reddit. And, right. and, and ask him about Craig, what, what he's up to and stuff like that. And he said he, he, he's, he's completely out mm. of jiu-jitsu. Doesn't even like to talk about it. His son started taking it. That's terrible. Crazy. That really is a terrible thing. Well... What happened, and, and, and I might be talking out of school a little bit. These are the kind of things that I'm a little bit unsure about because even, even though I, I, I was taking jiu-jitsu in the early 90s and I was a student under Craig, I was not by any sense of the, the, the word one of the inside guys. Right. I'm one of those anonymous guys that show up, take class, go home. Right. You know, I, I have my one training partner. We all know that. They have, they have the one guy they come to train with. You're friendly with the other guys. You're having a couple of drinks with them. But, but I really wasn't uh, on the inside to have any inside knowledge at all. But, but I'll give you a little bit of the kind of things that I hear. Or, or I can tell you what happened and then a little bit of what, what I think happened. Right. Um, so if, if you don't know the history, Craig was a student of Horian and everybody else that would come through. Horian's from Garage Days to the, to the Torrance um, Academy, uh, the, kind of the flagship academy in the United States at the time. Um, so he was one of the first American students there. He, uh, he was a wrestler who the, the way he, the way I remember him telling the story is it was back in the, during the, the Gracie challenge days where mm-hmm. you would come in, take a shot at the title, get humbled. And then what Craig said, he did that. He was a wrestler. Um, he did that. He got beat. Well, he didn't get beat up. He got tapped out. He got submitted. He got manhandled. And he said, I got, I kept bringing bigger and better guys than me in. And they had the same experience. He said, so that's what I wanted to learn. 
So he, for, for, again, this is my recollection of the story that he told me personally, is that he would take classes five days a week, twice a day. Um, and after 10 years, uh, Horian still wouldn't give him a black belt. After 10 years of twice a day working out, Craig had to go to Brazil and got it from Elio and uh, Hoyler. Got his black belt from Elio and Hoyler. So he comes back, opens up a school, um, actually piggybacks off of the, remember the blue belt I talked about, Dave Lentz? Yeah. He hooks up with Dave Lentz, who, who was, a, um, was a nationally ranked Taekwondo instructor and a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. So he's got his own school where he's got multiple martial arts. He's got an Aikido guy um, and Taekwondo. That's all I remember is Aikido and Taekwondo, but I knew there were other things that he would have. And uh, so he winds up hooking up with him. And the way it used to be in the, back then is uh, there was a bucket at the side of the mat. When you came to the mat, you put cash in the bucket. Uh, and I forget what it was. I don't know if it was 25 bucks a class and I was taking two classes a week. It cost me 50 bucks or if it was 50 bucks a class. I don't right. remember, but, but I do remember it was more than I really should have been paying. It, it was more. <laughs> it wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap. Yeah. He was already uh, adjusting for inflation. <laughs> and, uh, and it certainly wasn't cheap for somebody starting a career with a new kid and a new house. Yeah. But again, my wife, God bless her, never once. That's awesome. Complained about the time or anything else like that. Not once. To this day, not once. Um, and I spent a lot of time doing jujitsu. I spent a lot of time the last decade doing jujitsu. So we would hear, we would hear like uh, Craig talking with somebody on the, in the office phone every now and then. Heated discussions. Hmm. Don't know who it was at the time, but heated discussions. And then we come into the school one day, one, one day and the Gracie signs that are up on the, on the school, the Gracie jujitsu things are gone. And it says Brazilian jiu-jitsu. We've never heard of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Brazilian jiu-jitsu was not a thing. Yeah, as far right. as I'm concerned, Craig Q. Cook made, Brazilian, made the name Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Right. Um, and what, what, what me and a couple other students surmised was, or, or maybe I got some inside information, is that Gorian wanted to be kicked up some cash for using the Gracie name or yeah. whatever the argument was. Um, and Craig said, I'm, I'm, again, I am now talking out of school. I have no idea if this is what's going to happen. But this is what, what, I, Assumptions. what I've always thought happened, right. is that he didn't want to do that. Screw it. I'm not going to use a Gracie name. We're going to call it Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And now we all have schools. You know, there's... Yeah. So, uh, but, and my thought was, hey, we're still learning the same thing. I don't yeah. care what it is. You yeah, know, yeah, whether yeah. it's associated with Gracie or not like that. Um, so, so I, 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 again, I take, I take classes long enough to get a blue belt. Uh, at the same time, so now, now Craig's p pissed off the Horian side of the family, the that side. Right. He goes. There's a whole other the, side he could go with. The, and he does. <laughs> and he does. He, he somehow, um, and I don't know the backstory about how Henzo got involved, but he brings Henzo from Brazil to New Jersey. Hmm. Uh, I, re I remember the first day he showed up. And he, here's the power of Henzo Gracie. And again, now I'm a 30-some-odd-year-old man. Um, I have no idea who this Henzo Gracie, this short Brazilian, oh, sorry, Henzo, this tall Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu guy, this tall, handsome, <laughs> handsome guy. Tall, handsome guy. <laughs> I don't know who he is, but uh, he sees me rolling, and, and, and I hear him say, hey, this guy could be good. He fights with his feet. Mm. Now, this is, this is what, 30-some-odd years? This is 30 years later? I'm still right. like, hey, this guy could be good. He fights with his feet. I'm still telling that story. That's the power of Henzo. Um, and I remember him teaching one class. He may have taught more, but he taught one class. And then shortly after that, I'd stop. And then they moved the, uh, the academy in, in uh, Red Bank to New York. And even Nelson had to take a day off of work 
to travel mm. to New York and take a whole day. Um, so kind of, it, it kind of fractured from there. We would, we would, we would drill a little bit. He was taking a class a week. Um, and then uh, a couple of schools opened up in the area, but I was, I was mostly out of it by then. I would drill a little bit. Um, the way I say it is I was mostly out of jujitsu for at least a decade, maybe 15 years, 10 to 15 years. Was it just one of those, like life just got, got too busy. Like you didn't have time for it or did you yeah, fall well, out I was, of it? I was playing a lot of golf. I was playing a lot of softball. I was always active. Um, right, right. There was just a lot of other things going on and there was no jujitsu in the area. Right. There, there, there wasn't. You had for a long time, you had to go up to, to New York city, which in order to, in, in order for me to take a class in New York city, uh, I, you, you plan the whole day. Yeah. It was a whole day. It's thing. just, it's a whole day. Even though, even though Henzo's is probably, I could probably get there in an hour and a half. It takes That's me, it, it takes me a half hour to go to the bus. Yeah. Uh, the bus takes an hour and a half to get an hour to get up there, hour 15 minutes, a 15 minute walk from the bus terminal. Um, you're there for an hour and a half. Now you got to catch the train again, get yeah. your car back, get your car, get, catch a train, get the car or, Unless, or get the uh, bus. Yeah, unless you've been up to New York for like longer than a weekend and you really got to like understand and get the a physical feel of the, the whole transit route of everything and the traffic, people don't understand the, what it takes to get just even, you know, two miles in the city, let alone go from like Jersey to back to, to Manhattan or wherever you had the school at the time. Yeah, it was Manhattan. It, 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 was, it was a process to get there. So yeah. Nelson was doing less and less. So it went away for a while until my nine-year-old, my now 23-year-old, um, 24, 23, 24, uh, <laughs> wanted to start taking jujitsu classes. Uh, and so there were two schools in, in my town. One was a, a guy named Billy Scott, and he only had kid wrestling, and the other one, Madama Jiu-Jitsu, and he just started kids' jujitsu classes. So I, I talked to, to Josh on the phone, and what's funny is I pretty much quit jujitsu when he started. Mm -hmm. So we know some of the same guys. Um, we don't think we ever took a class together, but we know this. We know a lot of the same guys and a lot of the same stories. And he, and he uh, says, you know what? I'll teach your son, but you got to come back too. And I said, cool. no, I said, there's no way. I know what this is. Yeah. You can fool somebody yeah. else. I've been I'm, there. I've <laughs> been in this circle. Yeah. This is, this is not for, this is not for somebody in their forties now. Yeah. This is, this, is, this is a hard thing to do. And he goes, fine. I won't teach your son. <laughs> said, that's a power move right there <laughs> it was a power move and then, and then he said tell you what if you come back one day a week i won't charge you i'll just charge your son just one day a week he goes i i i it it is uh it this has was, value god this was this was josh saying this to you this is josh jo right. josh said it, 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 there's value to my school to have somebody who understands the roots of jujitsu in the area yeah um there's value to it so i won't charge you so I wound up coming back once a week and then twice a week, three times a week. My nine-year-old winds up quitting. Now I'm there five days a week. Uh, my wife starts taking classes. Wait, wait. Uh, so when, when your nine-year-old quits and it's just you, he's like, okay, now I'm going to have to start charging you, bud. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, he did. He wound yeah, up charging yeah. me for a little while. And then when his, uh, when my nine-year-old was coming, I was helping teach the the kids classes, mm -hmm. uh, just, just hanging out and helping the instructor. One instructor left and then the other instructor life got in the way. 
Uh, one instructor was politics. If you don't know yeah. the old school jujitsu politics, oh yeah, you could have a whole podcast on old school jujitsu yeah. politics. We're very well versed in jujitsu politics. Don't worry. <laughs> Twenty years ago, I would have been kicked out of my school for having this conversation. For Just sure, talking to somebody from another school. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so, I, I, I'm teaching the kids classes, and then you know, one leaves because of politics. Another one, life gets in the way, and, I, and I'm left teaching the kids classes. And that's when he takes me off the bill. Eventually, like a year or two after teaching the kids' classes. Um, and I became a mainstay. I figured at my age, I was never going to be, I, I competed until I was a purple belt. And I always complete, I, I was 150 pounds and at least 10, 15 years older than everybody else that, that I competed with. Uh, awesome. I knew, I, I knew that my time was, uh, I wasn't there to be a competitor. I was going to have to, if I, if I wanted to have a passion for this, I was going to have to teach. So right. anytime, anytime Josh, uh, was sick or something like that, and and, and asked me to teach. I would teach, um, and I, there's a skill to teaching that takes a long time. Get somebody new who's never taught you guys. Yeah, get somebody. Well, Sean teaches. Catch breath. Yeah, Sean yeah. teaches. But have you ever seen anybody a, a good jujitsu guy who really understands it has never taught, um, and teaching something they know? Like if I if I have somebody new teach something that they know, I'll go over it with them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell them at way ahead of time so they have time to prepare. But it's, it's, I think it's like singing. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't know where the breaths are, you mm-hmm. get yourself out of breath. I yeah. did catch that sometimes where all of a sudden I'm not in the right cadence. You yeah. got to stop for a second. Well, or you get, you get too many details or not enough details or you move on too quick. Uh, like there, I, I, there's so many pitfalls to teach it. I learned a great trick from, from Josh, from my instructor. And, and I, I want to talk about Josh in a little bit too because he's out of the game now. But one of the great things that I learned from, I've learned a lot of great things from him. But he taught that you were saying about not putting enough details in, putting too much, making a mistake when you're teaching, not teaching the technique right, mm-hmm. and having to go back in. He would say, whenever any of these things happen, you didn't give enough detail, you gave too much detail, you forgot something. Always say, all right, guys, let's bring it in, let's clean this up. So whatever I hear an instructor say, hey, let's clean this up, that means one of those three things happened. I didn't put enough <laughs> I screwed up. <laughs> Either I screwed up, you guys are screwing up, or we both screwed up, and we got to recommunicate. And I, I and I've screwed up plenty of times teaching, but but now I'm to the point where where I just say, hey guys, I taught that to you wrong. I kind of mixed up two things in my head. So when your when your nine year old wanted to start training, did did they already know? Did she already know that like you train? Yeah, this is my middle son. He he knew. Oh, he, took son, a, he 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 trained. He did a little jujitsu at five with Kurt Pellegrino. Oh. Because uh. um, Kurt Pellegrino was two towns north of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he was 15 minutes from my house. And uh, so he trained a little bit with Kurt and he wanted to get back in the game again. And jujitsu was always in the house. There was always two men moving furniture, rolling, rolling around somewhere. We go to somebody, we go to a family event. We find the, me and Nelson would find the empty room, yeah. or the, you know, the, the spare room, move the bed up against the wall and we would train a little bit. Like I said, there was a time where we, we, we weren't as, as tight as we, we had been. Right, right, right. So whenever we got together, it was like, all right. That's cool though. I mean, like it's, it's kind of cool. It's like, you know, it's your, the kid kind of gets you uh, on yeah, the path. Back in. Yeah, that's well, pretty cool. Funny. Pellegrino was teaching down here at one point, too. He was up at the armory. Yeah. Yeah, he, he moved from uh, – he actually moved from New Jersey down to Florida when my son was taking classes with him. And he, he actually kept in touch with the kids for a long time. You that's know, awesome. emailed the parents yeah. and stuff like that. He really did, yeah. He, he, he's got some little black eyes. He's back up in the area and – but I will always say good things about about Kurt just based on that. And yeah. and he and he and he said he went went down there to pursue his dream of mixed martial arts and getting into the UFC. 
No. So, but, but he kept in touch with the, with the parents for a long time. So. Do you – now, I know because you and I were kind of joking around about this, but you have a, a story slash lesson that I thought was hilarious when I heard about this, that a blue belt saw another person get their blue belt and they didn't feel that person deserved it over that. <laughs> the Craig story? Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, let, let me, let me tell you about my, my kind of where I met with belts and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and it comes from Craig, Craig, we didn't know belts when there was no, you didn't know shit about jujitsu in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Craig comes over and here's a white belt. Get used to the, it was the, the quote is get used to the belt you're wearing. You're going to be wearing it a long time. Mm-hmm. So I've never worried about my belt. Not once. Um, so this is when people are starting to get their blue belts. You know, they're starting, you know, we've been there. It's been, he's been teaching us a year or so and people are starting to get promoted. So Craig's sitting against the wall, you know, and watching a couple of guys roll. And there's a guy on the other side of, I'm sitting next to Craig, there's a guy on the other side of him and says, uh, how come he has a blue belt and I don't have a blue belt? You know, I can take him anytime. Craig just goes, all right, go he's right fucking there. What do you need, what do you need me for? Well, he's right there. Is that the story you wanted to hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, he's, he's right there. You don't need, you don't need me. You're, you're a man. Go, 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 take, go, go, go take care of business. So how long until that person got a blue belt? I don't even remember. <laughs> I, I don't even know if he stuck around. The, the first blue belt promotion I ever heard of was uh, a guy named Tommy. Tommy was, was like the shortest, most unassuming guy at the, at the school. You would never think that Tommy was a killer. Tommy, um, he got his blue belt. Craig threw it in the back of his truck, and Tommy didn't know it for like a week. And Craig said, did you find anything in the back of your truck? I was like, what are you talking about? Go to your truck. Let's do his truck. And there's a blue bag. He goes, I threw it in your truck a week ago. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's that's going to suck. That's what is the it? best promotion I've ever heard. Like you see, like you see the ones, the, the promotion ceremonies, then you see the, uh, the belt tying rolling with the guy. Yeah. Then they put the belt on him while he's rolling. But that's even better. <laughs> Here. <laughs> I got, I've got, I've got two blue belts right above me over here that are that are going to two of my students. As soon as we can get back into uh, into the the thick training, thing, hopefully that hopefully they don't watch this. Um, <laughs> no, they, they need to watch it because that's even better. Now they're going to try and figure out who's the ones that are getting it. <laughs> but um, so you're going to do it that way? You're going to just throw yeah, it in I'm the car? Yeah, I'm going to ch- I'm going to chuck it in their car. Here you go. <laughs> Good luck. It's like a hey, douchebag. I got promoted similar, not, not, not close to it, but he said, uh, Hey Jim, you're a blue belt. Now I don't have blue belts yet. When they come in, I'll, I'll get it to you. So I don't remember. It was, it was a month or two before they came in. That's <laughs> freaking <up>. hilarious. <laughs> so, so like it, it, it's never been a big deal, but, but I, but I understand, I, I understand, um, to keep people interested. They really do like that little piece of tape. Yeah. They, they, they do like another colored belt. I mean, especially like in the U S it's really about like an achievement. It's almost like a way to project the what you're feeling on the inside like some people it's an ego trip other people it might be like a self like improvement just realization so i mean it's it's understandable for both sides but it's got to be crushing for the people that like that one guy it's like why he has it and i don't have it it's like all right you don't you don't need me we make mistakes we forget that we this guy got first or got this straight blast or whatever it's like 
then and then you then you then you see somebody that with two stripes that have or three stripes when what this guy only has one but he should have had as many as that guy too and it's like it happens <laughs> we, <It's, laughs> we have a pretty i have a it's not lucky it's it's at our gym we set things up it just happened serendipity we didn't set a deal we're, we're not smart i mean my my, my partner is an MMA fighter, a, a, a Division One wrestler. He's when, when he forgets something, he goes, "You got to, you got to remember." I get punched in the head for for a minute. So yeah, it it just so happens that he and I and the guy who Corey, who teaches our um, advanced classes, who's a brilliant grappler, um, we kind of keep everybody on their toes. We'll we'll look. We'll say, so, so there's three of us always looking at it, and and you know what? Our kickboxing instructor also kind of keeps track of guys, and uh, he's, he's a He's a four-straight brown belt. Probably should you know, <coughs> probably should be a black belt by now. Like Josh left a, a year or so ago, so we had we had to work on that. Right. Um, but the four of us kind of keep, especially the three of us, but the four of us keep track of guys, and we'll say, "Hey, do you think someone shows a purple belt yet? Do you think he is? Take, keep watching, rolling them a couple of times. Let's see what we got here. See where we're at. So, so there's kind of four of us keeping tabs, um, and by and large, if we all don't agree to promote somebody, we don't promote them. Um, Unless there, unless one of us says, "No, you guys are wrong," mm. and I, I think at that point, if we, if we say, "No, you guys are wrong," I'll de- I'll defer to them. Right, right. Um, like I, I don't think so yet. But some people grow into their belts. Yeah. Some people, some yeah. people, you hold you hold some people back because you expect more from. Them. Maybe they're one of your competitors, and you really want to push them. And then you have other guys that man, they show up. They show up five times a week. Um, they do the work, and it's just not coming together but they're sincere about it. You promote that person. Maybe they're like, you know what? He thinks I'm a purple belt. Maybe, maybe I should be a purple belt. Maybe I should apply myself a little bit more or, or kind of think about you just a little bit more. And if, if you do that right, I, I've had good experiences with that. Do you, as someone who's been around the game for as long as you have, and you're, you get into doing the promotion, do you take the mentality of the individual in the play too. Like you said, yeah, like, yeah, they, they grow it. Like where they're like, yeah, maybe they're at black belt level skill wise, but mentally they're not there yet. Boy, I, I still have an old school mindset where, and, and it, it comes from Josh. Josh, my, my instructor has kicked people who've been out, who people have been in his school uh, all the way up to purple belt, really close to brown belt and kicked them out because of something that they, they've done outside the school. Something that it, it's without getting into details is you can't be teaching somebody this stuff who's going to use it against a spouse or against a small guy in a bar just because you're feeling like an asshole today because you drank too much. It's yeah. and I learned from him and I'm going to have to make the decision one day. I don't have anybody on my radar, but one day something's going to happen. You say, you know, I, I can't, I, you got to go. No, I, I, yeah, that's a hundred percent. That happened with, uh, with one of our friends, Jim's. Uh, he's up in Philly at Danilo. He had to kick out two of his students because they, they got into an altercation with a kid for, for no reason. They just bullied a kid. He's like, yep, we're there you out. Go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we, and, I've, I've, seen, I've seen guys get kicked out of, of the gym that day uh, for after a tap kicking a guy. Mm-hmm. Yep, you got to go. I, you know, I travel an hour to get here. I pay my dues. I've been with you for five years. No, you did that in front of me. What are you going to do when, when I'm not yeah. in front of you? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's that same, it's that adage. It's not the first time they've done it. It's just the first time you've caught them. Yeah, right. that's, that's, that's a lot of it. So when you got back into it, um, was it two, around like 2008 or something you said? Uh, 
probably 14, 15 years ago, 14 years ago. All right. So when you got back into it. Yeah, about 2008. Yeah. What was it like a switch right away? You're like, damn, I missed this. Like, and got back into it. Or was it just kind of like it, it kind of the, the infection got in there again? It's, it's, it's weird. It's all it's, it's always been in me. It's always been part of my life. My daughter, who's like I said, now a purple belt, uh, used to think it was weird watching her, her, and her father and her uncle literally wrestle on the front lawn for hours in front of neighbors and stuff like that, you know, unapologetically, just right. with no embarrassment at all. Right, right. Um, so it, 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 was, it was always around. It was, I, I remember my first role um, coming back after not really rolling and, and I, did, I didn't have a hard time. Um, it, it was somebody who was a little bit smaller. I, I, I wasn't a big guy, I'm not a big guy now, but I was, I was smaller than I am now. And it, it, it just kicked back into place. It was bike a ride. lot it's of a it's a riding a bike. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot of holding on to closed guard. I, re, I remember a lot of coming back was a lot of getting to closed guard and just breaking guys down and holding on to them. Yeah. What the fuck do I do now? Uh, kind of stuff. Um, so, I mean, not that everybody's you know just storyline is different. What would you say to someone that maybe went through the same thing or is going through the same thing? Maybe they haven't been to the gym in 10 years or five years and they're just, they're worried about coming back in. And some people have that kind of just feeling like, oh man, I don't yeah. feel like going back in and looking goofy. Like, I what would you say to difference, that? I think the big difference now from even when I came back, you know, over 10 years ago is that the way the higher belts, at least, at least in my experience, and I've traveled from Texas to uh, New Hampshire to Delaware for my old job and I would take jujitsu classes. And what I see is the temperament of the higher belts is much different than when I first came up. When I first came back, when I first came up, there was only, there was a blue belt and he would punish you. He would, he, he would dick you because uh, he knew how to, nobody else did. Right. Uh, and, and it was Craig who would just toy with you. Rolling with Craig was like rolling with, with a wet gee. You'd push and there was nothing to push. Next thing you know, your arm's taken. You, you know, you, you push, now you're on your back. Right. It, it, was, it was like rolling with a wet D. It was impossible to, to roll with them. But once I came back, the, I was in a school where my, um, my instructor was a purple belt when he started, when he opened the school in 2005. Um, and, and purple belt, brown belt, black belt, all, all being, being an instructor. And the guys who came up underneath them were, were they weren't meatheads, but if you think that you're going to come, you know, from, from decades ago and come into this gym and just think you're part of the team, you're going to have to earn it. Right. And I ate a lot of shit for a long time. Um, a lot. Yeah. I, 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 I can remember the first, the first time that, that I kind of got it finally on the, on the inside kind of is I had a, I went to an open mat on a Sunday with uh, two guys, two, two more senior guys than me. And I didn't tap and I held my own. Then they finally, they started talking to me. This day and age, your blue belts, your purple belts, your brown belts, you come in, you're, you're, you're coming in your, your first day, you get as much respect, at least, at least in my school, and I see it in other schools, you get as much respect as anybody else. None, none of, my, none of our, our senior guys are trying to, to beat anybody up. We don't, you don't prove anything by bringing it to somebody who's, who's here for, you know, it's his third class, or it's his eighth class. We, we don't let anybody roll until, until they take eight classes. Mm -hmm. um, but their first time rolling, there, there's no pride. I, I can remember one kid, uh, probably a 16 year old kid. We rolled, uh, and, and, and I let him do whatever he wanted to me. 
And uh, he gets on top of me, the bell rings, and he goes, I almost got you. Like, you almost did. You almost did. Yeah. So there, there's a like, lot more of that. Add another five minutes to the clock, please. <laughs> I did that once. Yeah. I did that once. Uh, relatively recently. And Nate doesn't mind if I tell him the story. Uh, there's, we have a, a guy, Nate. I, I won't say his last name, Nate. Uh, he's a bigger guy. Maybe, I don't know, how big are you, Nate? 250, 280? Right. It was his first day rolling. So normally when it's the first time rolling, either me, one of the senior guys are going to roll with you first to see to kind of set the pace a little bit and, and, and get things going. So my general thing is I take bottom. I'll even let you pass my guard. Uh, when we get to the two-minute mark, all right, I'm going to get – it's my turn to see if I get on top and see if I can submit it. So uh, Nate gets on top of me, and, I'm, and it, it, now I, I think it's time to go, and I can't move him. I can't do anything. And uh, we get up afterwards, and, and, and I says, uh, hey, did you wrestle? He goes, yeah, I wrestled all my life. I said, Oh, that explains things. Okay. <laughs> Don't let a wrestler on top of you when they're new. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. For me, anyway, they're tough to, tough to get out. That's uh, funny because so, uh, we have – so Sean is a coach at Temple Martial Arts in Delray. And, like, we used to train together at the at Jocko. And now I'm at Excel. He's at Temple. But we all have all the same friends. We train with each other all the time. So I went one day to go train at Temple with Sean, and they had a new guy. He's a ex-pro football player, like six foot six. 220 pound like model just muscle just straight just like a beast of an athlete so this is like his was it like his second or third day sean is like there's like maybe yeah yeah it was like his first day so like i'm the only person close to his size other than sean i'm six four so it's like sure i'll go so we're going and he's just smashing and smashing and i'm just sitting there like obviously not letting him get like too far but he's i can't move him like i tried to move him, i can't move him so I'm looking, I look at Sean, I'm like, please tell me when there's 30 seconds left. And I'm looking at him, making eye contact with Sean, and then I look at the clock, butterfly sweep go. I've never seen someone so pissed off. But I was like, man, <laughs> if I didn't have those four years ahead of you, five years, whatever it was, I would have been so screwed. So it's funny when you say it, it's like, it doesn't matter. It's like, it definitely comes into play yeah. once in a while when you get one of those guys. But uh, the, the story is, and this is where Nate doesn't mind me saying it. He, he, he wanted to go get another partner. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, let's go. Yeah, 30 seconds later, he, he was strangled. So <laughs> I feel So what did he say to that? that? No, he, he loves it. He tells the story more than I do. You, know, you, know, you see you, this fucking guy? Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, is, is there was that – here's the whole thing is I think that time, like, so your, your second journey into jiu-jitsu yeah. is about – I started in, in January of 07. I was right about the same time. I was 33 when I started. I tell everybody I'm just like Jesus. I started my ministry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but when it was at that time. It was like from 2004, I would say, to about 2011. That was that whole affliction oh, time yeah. where everybody everybody wanted to look and be a badass. Um, I think it was just a part of our culture at that time. And also, the other thing I think is is I would say the the mid two thousands is when Brazilian jiu jitsu, um, where people were starting to Americanize Brazilian jiu jitsu. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like. You know, everything in America was we want to be number one. We want to be the best. We want to be – so it's like – and we're really competitive about that. So I think it was it was about that time when people were um, – you know, it was still being Americanized. And now I think it's gotten to the point now that we're here 13 years later that 
um, people are being like, okay, we made it our own kind of, so let's kind of chill and, and, and let's, let's figure out how to calm this down a little bit from where we were, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Jim, I got a question for you. So coming, I mean, you know, for all intents and purposes, you were really there as jujitsu was starting up in the United States. I mean, you're one of the first people. On the East Coast. On, on the East, East Coast. Coast. What do you see is probably one of the biggest differences from how you started up to now on just jujitsu in general, even the academies, like you were talking about people being respectful the second they walk in, but like just as far as like the, the community and the, and the art to begin with. When you say that, two things jump to mind. The, the first thing is when I started jujitsu, and this could be a Craig thing, it might not be anything else, but Craig was all I had. There were no books. I had that, the hoist background, and hoist said, you're getting the first lesson, I don't want to get punched, nobody's punch proof. Um, Craig would say, uh, I'm going to paraphrase, and, and I might even be making stuff up now because it's a long time ago, but, but this is the, the sense that I got, the spirit is right. He would say, if you, if you, if you wanted to get in shape, go to a gym. If you want to, um, if, you, if you think you're going to get spirituality from a martial art, this isn't the place, go to church. He had that kind of a thing. He said, I'm, I'm here to teach you one thing. I'm here to teach you jujitsu. And by jujitsu, I'm trying to teach you how to fight. And by teaching you how to fight, I mean how to punch somebody without being interrupted. That was basically under Craig. That's what we were learning, especially the, the, the beginning of it. Like back in the day, there was a lot more striking. It wasn't so sportified. There was, a, there was a lot more, and I don't remember it was a quarter of the classes, the start of every class, but we would do a lot more, you know, that, that, that old school, uh, like hoist closing the distance in the, first, in the first UFCs. There was a lot of the closing the distance, how to slip a punch, um, how to get to the clinch, how, how to close the distance, get to a clinch. And then a lot more clinch uh, takedowns, kind of Greco type takedowns, instead of shot type takedowns. Mm -hmm. We had those two, but a lot of it was, how to how to hold your own against somebody that wants to that wants to hit you. Mm -hmm. So that that was that was that was a good portion, and then the other portion was more sport grappling. Where, where I used to say, I used to ride home with Nelson, going, I think we're starting to learn how to fight each other now. Um, and that solidified a little bit under my instructor, who who used to say, you know, I'm I'm trying to um, teach you how how to how to grapple against the best in the world. If you can grapple against the best in the world the least in the world, you know, the, the, somebody else who doesn't train, you're not going to have a problem with. Mm -hmm. So, so that's, that's, that's the first thing I see it a lot less of that. I try to pepper that into my classes and I wonder if I'm doing a disservice. I wonder, you know, should, should I do like maybe short courses of, of um, jujitsu for self-defense? I mean, we talk about, it. we talk, uh, when we're teaching a class, you talk about having inside bicep control. When you have inside bicep control, it's a lot harder for the guy to punch you. Don't chase his hand because then he can slip your hand and punch you kind of stuff. Mm. We, we do teach those kind of things. I do teach occasionally coming in off the big haymaker, slipping a jab to a clinch, but not nearly as much as I remember it being taught. Again, this is going back a lot. There's a, so like the big transition from self-defense focus fighting to the sport. And, 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 it, could, and, it, could be, and it could be Craig. And, 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 and I wouldn't even call it self-defense. Because self-defense, it's really one-on-one, man-on-man fighting is what right. it is. Uh, you want self-defense, and I think it was Craig or somebody afterwards, you want self-defense by a gun. 
because that that's self-defense. We're really teaching you, you know, one-on-one confrontation. If it's right. two-on-one, run away. Right, right, right. You don't get a shot. Right, right, right. Um, so that, that that's the one thing it is, and I don't know if it's Craig. I don't know if that's how it was in California. My my first experience was 100%. Well, a little bit Hoist, who was training for UFCs, um, and and Craig. So it was just those. It was more kind of fight oriented. Mm. Um, and that the other thing is the advent of, of no secrets, all jujitsu is out here. It's mm. all out there. Uh, as a matter of fact, we, we're going to change the name of our Academy because we only owned it. We only bought it for two years. We bought the name of the Academy for two years. If Josh mm. wants to open up another one in the, in the future, we want him to have his name back. Um, and one of the things I thought about calling it was Sherpa Jiu-Jitsu because we're, we're not so as much instructors sometimes anymore as we are people that are, that are, that are shepherding people over a mountain, you know, mm-hmm. up to the highest point of the mountain, all the jujitsu's out there. Part of my job is to tell you what's, what I think is BS um, and what I think you should be paying attention to at your level. So that's, that's the other, there's, there's all the jujitsu's out there. There's, there's no right. secrets left. I'll go back to an old hoist story. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, Jim, what I tell my guys, very similar to your, to your Sherpa, as I say, look, man, I said, what I'm going to, you will learn more from your training partners than you will from me. hundred um, percent. I say, what I do is I show you guys the path. This is your path, but your partner is the one that's going to show you, okay, watch out for this sharp rock right here. Watch out for this pothole. Watch out for this snake that's going to strike. You know, they're the ones that are going to actually lead you. They're, they're the ones that are going to guide you. I'm just showing, look, this is the direction. This is the path. Stay on this path, but your your partner is your is your true, almost your true Sherpa. <laughs> you yeah, know, I, it, it, it's funny uh, when you get as far. In my experience, I, I don't know if yours is similar. I wound up having really close training partners that really helped me. Like when, when I got promoted, I I, I wrote a, a a a big thing. I forget where I put it. I don't know if I put it on Reddit or if I put it on on Facebook or whatever. Um, that I really thanked four training partners in particular that were really, really instrumental to, to my development. It goes right to what you said. I had, I had one guy where you could just ask a stupid question or, or we kind of had this pack where you can almost brag about what you did, knowing that that's bad. But listen, I tapped so-and-so. This is what I got him with. You, you really can't do that. That's wrong. But I found with this one guy, we can do that. And he was also my bullshit detector. I would, I would say, hey, I'm working on this. What do you think? And he goes, it's not going to work. I'm just going to do this. All right, good enough. Boom, out of my head. So <laughs> like you said, you have that training partner. And then, right. I, then I had somebody that was a little bit under me. Um, he, he's now a four-stripe brown belt in another school. Uh, he came up as a kid, as a, as a 15, 16-year-old kid. He started out in my kid's class. Uh, he became um, at like mid-blue belt, like my constant training partner for a decade. Um, and he, uh, he, he, was just, he, he just had nothing but patience and time for me. He had always the jujitsu responses. He was like the perfect body type, the perfect mindset. If I called, if I called him now and said, "Hey, Vinny, can you meet me at the academy in two hours? I want to go over something." He'll be there. Boom. So I have That's awesome. Vinny, another, another training partner. Vinny, Vinny went to college, got his big boy job. Uh, I lost Vinny. I lost Ray, the other guy. He went. He moved to Florida. He came back since. So then uh, I got a couple of surrogates. Uh, I, I, the one guy who teaches my advanced classes, Corey. I. I, I the way I think, the way I say it is I created a monster in him. He would have been a monster anyway. But when Ray left and Ray was, was, I thought had the best jujitsu mind other than my instructor in the school. 
I started asking Corey some questions. And Corey said, why are you asking me? I said, because I need help. And I think you've got the best grappling mind in the school right now other than Josh. So I, I'm asking you for that reason. So it goes, back, it goes right back to Sean's. You have to have good partners. So those are the guys that are going to do it. So Corey became my guy. And now, you know, I bury bodies for him. <laughs> so it's good to have that connection. <laughs> and, and, and then when, when Vinny left, uh, a, a guy who helped me teach the kids classes, also one of my kids' students, he's, he's a four-stripe brown belt now. Uh, Dominic, he's, he's, he's been, after Vinny left, Vinny hasn't been with me for like six or seven years. Um, it was, it was Dominic who, uh, just, just gave me all the time in the world and would let me do anything. And now he's a peer. Dominic is 100% a peer. He's not a student anymore. 100% a peer. So you go through this whole just story, your life of everything, like going in and out of jujitsu. What went through your head when you finally got your black belt? Um, it, it's weird. You got to go back to the mindset that I've always had. And, and my, my partner too, who is a division one wrestler. We're, we are the worst guys when it comes to belts, the worst guys, because I used to say, what belt are you in wrestling? You know, laughing. Uh, so my, my, my thought process was, I, I can tell you what it was because, because Josh said, what do you feel now that you got a, you got a, a target on your back? I said, come on. I said, yeah. I've always had a target on the back. Yeah. I'm the old guy. I said, if, if you want to hit one of your senior guys, if you're going to roll with one, you're thinking you're going, to, you're going to tap one of these guys or dominate them rolling. Who are you going to pick? Corey. Corey's six foot three, six foot four. He looks like Superman. Yeah. So you're not going to get Corey. Shammy, uh, my partner, he's a division one wrestler that will eat you alive when he wants to. So you got him. We have uh, a couple of the other guys. Young Joe John, who's just an athlete, just he will yeah. he doesn't need jujitsu. He'll just out, out athlete you. Right. Uh, you know, you another guy that's just a bear. But you got the skinny old guy. I said, I've had a target on my back since you gave me a purple belt. I said, if anything, I'm relief. He goes, what yeah. do you do? He goes, it doesn't matter anymore. I'm out. I'm out of the game. It doesn't matter. I, it, you know, it's I, now. Now I do jujitsu. I've always done jujitsu for me, but now I do it for me. It it doesn't matter if if seven white belts in a row tap me. What are you going to take it away? Right. You can. But, but now I'm, I'm out of that rat race. I'm out of that the, the, right, the right. color game. That, that's how, that, that, that was my, it was more relief. The, the other thing I told Josh, I said, don't, don't promote me. I said, it's going to come one day because I'm not quitting. And that's what Nelson told me. Nelson got his black belt. He goes, you know how you get a black belt? Don't die. They got to give it to you sometime. <laughs> uh, so I, I told him, I don't want, I don't want a, a pity promotion uh, because I've been around a long time. You feel like, yeah, he's, he's been um, I, I, when, when you think the time is right, that's when I want it. I said, the other thing is, as much as it would be an honor, my, 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 my instructor is close with Henzo. He's close with Matt. He's close with some other guys. I said, I don't want my black belt given to me by them. It would be an honor. Don't get me wrong. If that's, mm -hmm. if that's, if that's what you think the path is, have at it. But I am your student. I want to be promoted by you. So oh, um, That's cool. I don't know if that really answers your question, but no, that, that, it that's does. Kind of what, I, what I thought about. No, but I mean, it, it, it's, it's really fitting. I mean, it's pretty cool because it's almost like you're, you, the second you got that belt, it's like your, your ego is gone. And like the, all the other stuff that everybody focuses on and the whole journey jujitsu is gone. It's like, it's not about the tapping or getting tapped. It's not about the, what's, what color the belt is. It's got nothing to do with that. It's, a hundred percent your journey now it's what you experience in that moment every time you come in to train 
Yeah. So um, it, it's pretty cool. It is. However, if you tap me, I'm coming at you. <laughs> just, just, I'll send Sean still there. Still, send, <laughs> I might not catch up to you because uh, my, my jujitsu, I'm a counter punch. When you, when you're, when you get to my age and, and I also have, I also have some health conditions. I, I have, I have a, a bad tick. I had a heart attack in the gym. Wow. Oh, <laughs> you're you, you, we, <laughs> you're the second person we've had on our podcast that had something yeah. happen. We had somebody yeah. with a stroke a couple uh, last year. Last I, year. I, you know, I, 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 I saw that, but I didn't listen to that podcast. I didn't watch that one. You know, it's pretty good. But it's funny, too, because our, our good friend Tom, he was my solid training partner for a year and a half. And he trained with us like consistently day in, day out. for With what, a heart defect. That he didn't even know about. So it's funny because he had to go and take a huge step back on his jujitsu. It's the same thing. So it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, like it's good to see you're healthy. But that, that yeah, I, I actually. But my my point was is that I don't have at my age and having that I don't have the. It's not that I don't have the gas tank. My tank doesn't refill as fast as most people's. Right, right. So that's why that's why when you, when you roll with me, it's usually like about the two minute mark. I got one good spurt in me. I got I I have one good sweep attempt or, or one good t- turnover attempt. At, at, and then mm-hmm. try to hunker and see if I can't get a, can't get a submission. But you, so, you, you one good what, one. The, um, I heard Henner telling a story about Helio. And Helio would still get on the mat in his 90s. And, but what he did was, what was a victory to him? He just moved the goalpost. The victory was to start in a bad position and survive. And get out, yeah. And that's, that was his victory. You just we. <laughs> The older we get, the more we got to move the goalposts. I'm just, I'm at that age. I'll be 47 in June. I don't, I don't want to move the goalposts yet. Yeah, I'm not moving it yet. So you got another decade, brother. I'm not moving it yet. <laughs> you got, you got time. Funny though, my, my, uh, my, 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 my partner, Shammy. Um, I said, you know, one day you guys are going to be giving me mercy bowls. And he goes, who's to say we're not giving it to you now? Oh, <laughs> shots fired. Those are some serious shots fired. So, I know we got to get going, and we right. both got to get That's back to work. To <laughs> but uh, Sean, you're freezing up there a little bit, or is that my internet? Oh, he, I think we just lost Sean just for a second. Give it a minute; he'll be right back. Ah, uh, yeah, see, he's freezing up. So I know Sean has a question that he he wants to ask you. If we can get him back in just a minute, but I'll let him ask it. There you go, Sean. You there? I'm here. There. All right, there he is. So Sean, let's hear your question. All right, Jim. Uh, Everybody's in the lockdown. Everybody's in the quarantine. What have been your three go-to shows on Netflix or Prime or anything or movies or something that you've watched since you've been All right. One of these is embarrassing. My Little uh, Pony. No, no, no. It's, it's Better Call Saul. I'm finally catching up with Better Call Saul. Nice. Um, I watch I watched kind of like heist movies and stuff like that with my 15-year-old son. Nice. Um, we, we like that. And I play Minecraft. Nice. <laughs> ah, okay. What's funny was, what's funny with Minecraft though is my both my sons used to play it all the time, and I used to make fun of them all the time. And um, then I then uh, when I started traveling for work, I said, "What can I do with with them that uh, you know I can still be with them? We play Minecraft together. You get a realm and you play Minecraft. Now the two of them don't play anymore, and yeah. I'm playing. But listen, guys, I also play Call of Duty. Um, nice. So, so are you are you throwing out your 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 namer tag in there? If anybody wants to uh, challenge well, you, color dude. Yeah, it's it's uh, JMC underscore IV. All right, I think that's it. 
Uh, but let me tell you about Minecraft, though. If you've ever played Minecraft, play hardcore Minecraft, uh, where you only have one life. Right. All, like all the monsters and stuff like that right. are, are, are hardcore. Um, I'm at my 31st world trying to trying to just beat this Ender Dragon. You, it is the most stressful fucking game when you play it at this <laughs> level. And, and, and the way I describe this, somebody, it's like, it's like jujitsu. You know how jujitsu is? You have all these lulls. Right. And then you have, a, you have a lull, and then there's a period of intensity. You're right. Like, oh, shit, I'm going to die if I don't do something now. That's what playing hardcore Minecraft is. <laughs> you got these long lulls, and all of a sudden, something's happening. Somebody wants to kill you badly. So are you to the point where, like, you're, you go, and when they play it at the movie theaters, like, they have the whole screen for the movie theater? Are you at that level no, yet? No, 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 no. I Come suck. On. I suck. But that's, that's, like, that, 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 that's my embarrassing thing is I play Minecraft. Like every, uh, every moment that I kind of have, not every moment, but. Listen, you, know, you, you, won't hear, just relax. you won't hear anything from me, man. I still got my Nintendo. I go. I just, I just got over my addiction to the newest Star Wars game. So I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> yeah, you won't hear anything but, from us. But shows Better Call Saul that I got to catch up on. Uh, um, the Man in a High Castle. Mm -hmm. Amazon, I got to catch up with that when I didn't watch that last season. And I think Westworld is now back up. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been seeing that online and I keep going past it. So now I'm, I'm three yeah. shows away from that. So I actually want to check out the original. I want to check out the original Westworld. Was it from like the 70s, 70s or something? Yeah, yeah. I, I live there. That's how old I am. Oh, I love them. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. You said like you, you're watching uh, heist movies and stuff with, with your son. Are you watching like new ones or old ones? Like are you throwing yeah, we, like we, the sting at them? We go back and now nah, we haven't gone that deep. We he, we watch uh, what's the last one we watched? Oh, we just watched Inception. Nice. It was mine. Yeah. I, I had to like keep pausing and say, "Here's what's going on." You, you know what I just watched that I really really loved that I should have watched it earlier. It's based on a true story. Is Lawless. Mm -hmm. no, I didn't That's see a that. good movie. That is oh, a really good movie. It's about bootlegging in in West Virginia, and and mm -hmm. it's at, it was based off of a book called the wettest the wettest county in the world, mm -hmm. and um. And it was just about these brothers and, and bootlegging and, and, and like what happened. And, and my grandfather was really into that like part of the like history. Like he loved gangsters and the, and the bootlegging stuff. Mm -hmm. So like part of it was a nostalgia thing. I was like, oh, let me watch this. But it was really good. It was um, it's Shia LaBeouf and uh, Tom Hardy. Uh, Tom Hardy. Yeah. And there are these, these bootlegging brothers in, in, in Virginia back in the 1930s. It's such a good movie. Yeah. We'll put it on the list. The next two on our list is Ex Machina. That's a good movie. A heist movie, which isn't a heist movie, but a great movie. Yeah. And uh, That one's definitely a mindfuck. One? Yeah, it is. Uh, and the other mindfuck is um, uh, by the same guy that did Inception. Memento. Oh, Memento. I watched that until like 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning with my older son. And we watched that and looked at each other afterwards and said, that's the best thing I ever saw. What the hell did we just say? <laughs> I had that same exact reaction when I watched it back, what was it, 10, 15 years ago? <laughs> I was like, that was one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. And you, But here's the thing with that movie. You can only watch it once. Yeah. Yeah, because now you know. Because yeah. now you know. Now you know. I, I, I did it once. I watched it, you know, the, in, in the timeline. I did that afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. You know what I, what I is I watched again. I'm one of those people like if I have a movie that I really like, I'll watch like ten times. Yeah. I watched the uh, the original Andromeda Strain. Yep. Which is like even like cooler when you see with everything that's going on and um, Michael Crichton. Yeah. 
uh, Equilibrium. Well, I, if, I haven't seen that either. If, Sean, well, have you ever read Fahrenheit 451? A long I time ago. I read Bradbury. Yeah, that's a long time. It's basically, it's basically that story, but instead of the guy being the guy that shoots or that t puts everything on fire, to, like all the artwork yeah. and stuff, he's a police officer that has this uh, gun fighting style called yeah. Gun, gun Kata. Kata. Yeah. It was it's really good. It's, it's, it's uh, what's his name? Uh, it, it came out the same time as Christian The Man. Matrix. So like it came out, I think like two weeks before The Matrix did. So it was the same kind of like fancy martial arts stuff, but it got thrown into like just like the shitter. Like people forgot the story, about it. The story is even better. But it's, it's so better. good. It's like so good. It's ish society. Yeah. So they literally create an entire martial art based off of guns, and like they find all the angles. Like so, they study the right way of shooting the gun without getting shot and stuff like that. So it's very like flowery, like gun battles, but it's really well done. It's really well done. Put that on the list too. Yeah, that one. That one. You just. It's one of those action like guy movies, but it's with Christian Bale. It's really, really good. But all right, yeah, we definitely got to get back to work, Jim. Thank you so much for for taking the time. I enjoyed it. It's no, really, it's nice to geek out with jujitsu again. Yeah, no, it was it was really time. cool to hear to hear a story like that. And uh, I think we're gonna try and dig deeper into um, Craig's story as well. I think it's something that deserves as much as he doesn't want that story yeah, out there. As it, much. Well, let, 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 let me end it with this. He 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 wound up pissing off Henzo too. I think. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Of, I'm out of the game at this point. Right, um, right, right. But but my my brother-in-law Nelson's still there, um, and. Uh, Henzo, uh, do you remember that the first videos that were made were made with Henzo, or the first kind of good ones, the, the, the Hori and, and Hoist ones weren't good, but Henzo and Craig put out uh, some, I, it was Jiu-Jitsu A to Z, I forget what it was. Uh -huh. um, and it made a lot of money and Henzo apparently didn't make as much as Craig. I don't know any details, but that's when Craig disappeared. I think, I think uh, you just gave me a, uh just gave me a, a mission or homework to, to do some more research now and see what's going on in here. And then he wound up, Craig wound up in, in, in Idaho, I think. <laughs> like, you couldn't be farther away from either coast. It's like uh, right in the middle. Well, we'll see. Um, we'll find out. I definitely need to do some more research about Craig because there's some things that, that you brought up that I, that I had no clue about. So it'd yeah, be cool uh, to see. Now, I could be wrong. Just my own, you know, memories are are, are yeah. weird. So, but this, this, these are how I remember things. This is, this is, this is my personal mythology, I call it. Like, oh, right no. When I teach, I say, this is my mythology, man. <laughs> it, it, I, I might be way off. Like, me and my wife can't agree with what happened last weekend. <laughs> so, and we're both wrong. Yeah, well, <laughs> we can always go back to the tape now, so we'll be good. Um, if you guys want to follow Jim on Instagram, it's J-I-M underscore B-J-J. Follow Madama B-J-J on Instagram as well until you guys, if you decide to change the name, whatever you do. Um, it's happening. It, it, we're we're going to call it uh, the Academy, the Academy of Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Because that's what half of us call it anyway. It's just, just we say, hey, you're going to be at the Academy. So that's awesome. We, we still have a thousand names and, you know, cracking BJJ. That, 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 yeah, right. So you'll have to send me, once you guys get all that set up, I'll have to update all the links we'll and stuff. Um, we'll if you want to take a shot over at uh, a gym here on Call of Duty, it's GMC underscore IV. So, yeah. you know, maybe, uh, maybe, are you on Xbox or, or PS4? No, it's uh, PS4. Nice. He knows what's up. All <laughs> right. Uh, Jim, any other uh, things you want to share with us before you take off? Any messages for Good the people? No. I'll, 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 I'll let you go. 
<laughs> I could, awesome, man. I, I could talk. Was, nah. Sometimes when I teach, uh, when, I, when, when I'm teaching, I, I, that other voice in my head's going, shut up, Jim, shut up. Let him do the move. <laughs> Let him do the move. Shut up, Jim. No, that's awesome. Listen, we appreciate you taking the time coming out um, and sharing your story. Anytime nah, you want to come I, on. I appreciate what you guys are doing. Yeah. Any other, any other stories you, you remember, like anytime you want to share them, please just let me know. I'd love to hear. <laughs> I have stories. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, take care. Be right, safe. Guys. You and the family. And we'll catch you later on. You, you guys too. I appreciate it. it take fun. care, brother. Take it easy. Take care. Bye, guys. There you have it, folks. Big thank you to Jim McCormick from uh, uh, the Academy of Jiu-Jitsu now. Um, so I guess we heard it here first, you know, a little spoiler alert to everyone. Thank you so much for, for Jim um, for taking the time and sharing a very unique story. I uh, know Sean and I talk about it. It's, uh, it's one of those things that, you know, he was literally there from the beginning. Um, one of the first, uh, the first American uh, black belt in jiu-jitsu and just to hear the little things like that i'm sure we probably could have dug in a lot deeper too i'm sure there probably could have made them remember a couple like, extra stories in my head i'm thinking man we really got to find craig Kuka. we should, like we could we could do like a documentary finding craig for sure i think there's a lot of people that would probably be pissed off at that which makes it even better yeah i'm all about that um in the meantime don't forget to check out all of our sponsors. Uh, don't forget to check out jujitsuradio.com. Check out Chocaloha. Use chocaloha.com. Uh, Go to, oh my gosh, use the promo code jujitsu radio. Man, I'm, see, when I get hungry, dude, I'm gone. Use the promo code jujitsu radio at checkout. Get 20% off your entire order. Pick up a shirt, pick up a hat, whatever is on the store, whether it's brand new, limited edition, or on clearance, on sale. You can still get the discount shipped straight to your home. Promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio for that discount. Don't forget to check out Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co. Pick yourself up some sexy smelling bars. They ran out of ours. That's okay. I'm getting the new set coming in. No I got the it's no big whoop. No big whoop. No big whoop. So, sold out in 24 sold hours. Out in a weekend. It's no big whoop. So and everybody that that got one, I've been getting messages nonstop. Everybody loves it. So um, I guess we're going to have to make a bigger batch for, for the second mixtape if there's a second mixtape. But for now, once I get the package in this week, we're going to set everything up. So for the VIPs and people that actually want to support the podcast even more, there'll be something special in there for you guys. Excuse me. Don't forget to check out jujitsusoco.com. Use the promo code JJRadio. Check out. Get 10% off your purchase. doesn't matter what you get, whether it's patches uh soaps sprays whatever the bath bombs the bath bombs are good we're too big to fit into bathtubs so not we sh shower people i was in my bathtub the other day no you kind that's of. that's called a pool. Kind of. it's called a pool and the neighborhood is very upset and there should be a letter on your door right about now but last but not least don't forget to check out giraffechoke.com use the promo code jj radio and save 25 percent off your order of 99 or more and you get free shipping so you can snag yourself up something cool like one of my favorite hats right here kick, kick head kick head yeah head kick hat listen kick head. for my snapback folks you know what's up draftchoke.com promo code jj rated to get your promo code don't forget to follow this guy at gorilla boy bjj don't forget to follow this guy at Sonder Marketing. And don't forget to follow these guys at Jiu Jitsu Radio 
on Instagram. That being said, thank you guys for all the support. We'll catch you next time. Peace. You can't <laughs>